Hello, and welcome to Sharing the Manual podcast, brought to you by UInsure, where we journey with you to finish well financially. This journey takes you to an intersection of life and money coaching. As we all know, how you live out your life in all areas has lasting effects on your money. Now, it has been said that emotionally connected men and women have better finances. My name is Amy Yu, and if you've seen my last name, you know why I've shortened it. And I will be your host. I am so glad that you've joined us on what is sure to be a memorable adventure. One where no topic is off limits. We understand that all areas of our lives are intertwined. We will talk money, emotions, even emotions around your money. Raising kids, which is sure to be a hoot, as they say the darndest things. Dating, relationships, marriage, grief in so many forms. Whether it's a death, a divorce, an illness, or just your life not turning out how you thought it would. Cause that, my friends, is very real, and I know that firsthand. We will tackle life's epic fails, celebrate the wins, overcome the obstacles, address the mountains and valleys in each other's lives. No rock will go unturned. This podcast is one of real, honest, genuine, humorous conversations where we share stories that are sure to inspire you, encourage, equip, and empower you to live out your best life. Our goal is to build connections, community of belonging, as you, my dear, are not the only one. We are journeying and navigating this life together, and I hope that you're ready to dive right in. Okay, you guys, I am excited you are here today. I am going to (laughs) share a little bit of a funny story. So I'm sitting in my office and I am recording the podcast. And next thing you know, I did one whole episode. I thought I recorded it. And then I realized my microphone was muted. So, you know, I just thought it would be important for me to share that, you know what, I, you know, do stupid shit. at times. But here I am. I've unmuted it. And now you can hear what I have to say, because today's topic is a great one. We are discussing fear in our finances. And it is so relevant in today's world. Fear in and by itself is not a bad thing. We all need and have fear, and it's designed to keep us safe. The perception of a threat, this fear, it activates the sympathetic nervous system and triggers an acute stress response that allows our bodies to of course, you know, fight, flight, freeze, fun. Remember, as these responses kick in, the brain is flooded with stress hormones, such as adrenaline and cortisol. This is needed in aspects of our lives. And other times, this fear response occurs when there's no danger or intense situation, but perhaps is triggered by anxiety. Understanding these responses and being aware of how to regulate them will increase your overall mental, physical, and emotional well-being. So why does fear show up in our money? We have our security is tied to money. And when something threatens that sense of security and safety, we are affected. It can be the pandemic. Perhaps it's stricken fear in you. Perhaps a job loss, separation, divorce, and many more life stressors can bring about this fear in our finances that sends our nervous system into distress. Our sense of reasoning is then hijacked as our body is prioritizing survival and it's not thinking creative problem-solving abilities. I love what Barry Tesler says. We can't think our way out of feelings. The best we can do is say hello to them, calm ourselves down a bit, and stay gentle with ourselves as we allow our feelings to move through. It's not always about how much money you have. It is about how secure you feel with the money you have. So I'm going to repeat this. It's not about how much you have or how much you make. It's what you do with what you have and the feelings of security that it brings to you. 
This was a huge aha moment for me after my separation. It's big. There's a difference. Fear in our finances is not always about lack of funds. It can be many things. Perhaps it's more generalized anxiety that can show up in our money. Maybe it's anxiety for numbers and the math behind it, or feelings of unpreparedness or not understanding the terms, the acronyms when it comes to money. Fear of looking stupid, incompetent, embarrassed, ashamed, envy. I bet we can all relate to one or more of those. Some common financial fears are a feeling of never being able to get out of debt. This is the big one. Not understanding financial concepts or strategies. Crippling fear of job loss. Discussing money with a partner brings about fear, anxiety. It, this is for a lot of people. We don't know how to talk about money. Risk of not being able to work. What if something happens? Losing money in the markets, yet feeling as though we need to invest. Having declared bankruptcy. Identity theft rocks us to our core. Not being able to retire, having to work the rest of one's life. Maybe it's supporting elderly parents, not being able to help order kids enough. Imposter syndrome, I'm not worth that. I can't ask for that raise. Fear shows up in many ways and fear causes stress. And this stress is having an impact on our physical, our emotional, our mental well-being. So how do we face these fears, anxieties, and worries about money head on? Recognizing that our natural tendency is to avoid it altogether. We have talked about this in a previous episode, that money avoidance keeps us stuck. The minute we feel anxiety or worry, we release that pressure by avoiding the situation, the topic, or the task at hand. So here's a great example. A couple knew it was time for them to put in place a financial plan, a roadmap, a money roadmap, and they were excited to get started. And when it came time for them to gather all the documents, suddenly some resistance reared its ugly head. Feelings of embarrassment and shame are some of their habits and their patterns. And so right away, they stopped the process. It was bringing up uncomfortable emotions and they weren't sure how to work through them. So they stopped altogether. Now, this doesn't help us as it leaves us stuck in the same spot. And if you do what you've always done, you're going to get what you've always gotten. So think about this for a second. Had they gotten all the documents, brought them to a professional and said, oh my goodness, I faced a lot of resistance when gathering these documents. I think I was experiencing shame about our money situation. Can you help us with this? Look at the power that was in that statement. When we bring light to our shame, it no longer has power over us. The fear drops away, and then we can have an open and honest conversation as to the stories that are hindering our financial future. This breaks away the fear, anxiety, and worry. But let me tell you, it takes courage. You need to be brave and bold to say, say that, yes. It brings transparency and freedom and a roadmap that will then bring you peace of mind as you have a plan. So this approach to money brings healing. Having fear about our finances can be crippling. I know this firsthand and I have been there many times. No one is immune to it. And at times we stay stuck longer than we care to admit. You are not alone if you feel this. Too many people have an ostrich in the head in the sand approach to money. Ignoring your finances will, it will hurt you. It's time that we take an inventory of the numbers, the emotion, and the limiting beliefs that are hold underneath our experiences with money. Now, here are some common responses to fear around money. We can face resistance to thinking or talking about it. 
We can withdraw from activities due to financial stress, obsessing with counting money or checking accounts multiple times a day. Refusing to touch money is a fear for some. Depression, physical ailments, money has the ability to affect all areas when it's left unchecked. Fear of failure, fear of success. We hear this all the time right now, big buzzwords. But let's talk about this fear of failure and what failure means. I wish to shift your perspective on failing. If you didn't try, you wouldn't have failed. So you had the courage and the bravery to show up in your arena not knowing your odds. So why do we get so deflated by the thought that we failed? Here's how I see it. Failing is a beautiful thing, yet so often when I fail, I think to myself, shit, I'm a failure. But there's a big difference, one that is between the who and the do. We need to be sure that they stay in their lane. So if you have failed, it means that something you tried didn't end up the way you thought that it should. That's the do. Now, who is who you are as a person? So stay with me on this. Who is a who you are? Just because we don't succeed at the do doesn't mean we are the do. In this case, a failure. It's quite the opposite. When we learn and grow from our setbacks, they become setups. We develop new and better ideas from the lessons that we've learned from failing at something. Fear stops us from even trying. It paralyzes us as we run with lots of lies in our minds telling us we can't do something or what will others think? How will this be perceived? And the list can go on and on and on. But know the difference between the who and the do. So how do we embrace fear? We need to press in. Pressing in any way, knowing that if we fail, we can recognize our strength through our weaknesses. Perhaps we learn what attributes need our attention or skill development. We allow it to grow our confidence and give and receive feedback, which will boost our ability to try again and get it right and pivot and prosper. Being in the arena ourselves builds up our compassion for others when they face setbacks. But we need to give that same compassion that we would give to others, and we need to extend that to ourselves. When we are faced with wilderness experiences, feeling lost, alone, face down in the arena, this is when we gain insight through firsthand experience, which is often the best teacher with the hardest lessons, but it gives us a whole new perspective on fear and failure. Celebrate your fears. I said it. Yes, I did. Celebrate when you feel fear as it shows that you care about what is in store for you. Embrace it when you fail or fall flat on your face because at least you've showed up. Be bold, be brave, and what matters most is what you do when you are down. Get back up. Remember that the ownership is solely on you. Nobody can want this more than you want it for yourself. So let's look at a great exercise about the obstacles or what I call the saboteurs that we have in our lives and how they can they show up and how can you recognize them? So think about any unhealthy beliefs, perhaps, that you are telling yourself or that you're believing, you know, the fear you feel about money in your future. What are those unhealthy beliefs? Perhaps you're lacking purpose, lack of vision or clarity for your future. Boundaries is a big one. When we have inconsistent boundaries, and so boundaries are in place to protect your mental, emotional, physical, and financial well-being. But when we don't have consistent boundaries in place, it becomes a saboteur and affects us. Naysayers is a big one. People within our circles that are dream crushers, maybe they're negative Nancys, and they're affecting your financial future. 
maybe you're out of balance, self-reflection on where you're maybe off kilter some. Sometimes it's not enough margin in all areas of your life. Perhaps it's a hormone imbalance that requires some attention, lack of sleep, no space in your calendar. These are common saboteurs, unhealthy beliefs, lack of purpose, inconsistent boundaries, naysayers, and being out of balance. When our bodies give us an emotion or a physical feeling, think of it as an alarm bell going off that's telling you something is wrong. Now it's your job to investigate what is happening within your mind, your body, and your spirit and detect the gap the missing link that can lead to financial or whole life excellence. Now, you've heard this before. This is not anything new. You know that your body is giving you alarm bells. Now, what are some other areas that perhaps are, you know, saboteurs? Lack of belonging. How are you using money to fill this void? I have done this. You know what? There's no shame here, no judgment, but awareness to shift moving forward is is so important. Maybe you don't feel brave and you're lacking that courage, lack of belief in yourself and your abilities. Our minds are very complex and mindset matters. Dismantling our limiting beliefs holds us back from our truest potential. Purpose. Are you using your giftings to serve others? Does your light feel dim? Who's squashing you? Is the world squashing you? Outside influences, unhealthy behaviors? Look inwards. Are you living out your best self? It's a great opportunity to journal, self-reflect on these saboteurs that can creep in. We need to take inventory and make the necessary adjustments that are within our control. So let's talk about the areas that we can control. When we are facing fear within our finances, we do have some elements of control and it's important to know what they are. So take note, readiness. Are you ready for your financial future? Do you have a plan? Can you articulate it? Do you have a vision board? And is everybody on the same page? Relationships. Who's helping you get there? Having the right people on your damn bus. Money coach, trusted advisor, accountant, lawyers. Everybody should be working together. Think about your relationships. That you can control. Emotions. Know what the emotion is and how it's playing a part in recognizing them before they take over the driver's seat within your finances. You know, I've talked about the R's before. We need to recognize, reflect. We need to rebuke. We need to reframe and then reposition ourselves when it comes to an emotion that comes up. Ownership, 100% radical responsibility, where you are currently in your finances and where you're looking to go. There's no judgment. When we have curiosity, it's the antidote to judgment and allows us to do better. These are within your control resources. Who and what can you leverage to reach your financial goals? Financial literacy is big. What can you learn? What courses can you take? Emotional intelligence. Maybe there's a book. Maybe there's courses. Money psychology, very insightful. We're always learning and growing and developing. Balance. You have control as to how you balance your days. Having margin in all areas is key to balance within your diet, physical exercise, your calendar, sleep. So that way you can perform at your optimum. This helps to alleviate fear, worry, anxiety, and depression and minimizes your poor financial decisions when we have a balance. Radiance, know your worth, have your money mantras and live out the future self that you envision. So what's in your control? Your readiness, your relationships, your emotions, your accountability and ownership, resources that you have at your disposal and balance. 
and know your radiance. You have heard me say it, that there is more to money than numbers, and we must first understand our relationship with money. Money psychology, my wonderful listeners, oh my goodness, you need to understand the intersection between your money story, your behaviors and patterns, limiting beliefs, and the root cause that is underlying. Go back to the lenses that we've talked about, what you were told, what you learned, what you experienced, and from that, we formulate our belief system, whether it's true or not, and then we live out seeking justification to validate what we think is true. This is actually done in all aspects of our life, not just our money. But our financial problems are not the result of us being lazy or stupid or out to lunch on left field. Understanding your money psychology will help you to make sense of your relationship with money. When you unpack this, it will all make perfect sense as to how you've lived out so far. How many of us were told that money is evil? Money is neither good nor evil. It's merely just a tool in a form of an exchange. I am sure many of you have anxiety as you are waiting for the other shoe to drop. You know that unexpected costs can pop up and they can throw you for a complete financial loop. Maybe it's car repair, a water heater in a house, new roof, a vet bill. This one just hit our house here in October. At times it can feel like there's always something lurking around every corner. But this is why planning every month to put some money aside is key to giving you that peace of mind in the interim. This reduces your anxiety and your fear. The thing with money is that no one person is alike. We all have different hopes and dreams, fears, and insecurities. Our insecurities play in our money. So take inventory of that. Taking the time to get over some of your issues around money and learn how to make it work for you in a way that feels good is the most important thing that you can do for your mental and physical, emotional well-being. It's self-care, baby. Fear in all forms can be crippling. It's a strong emotion that affects your frame of mind and controls your actions if you're not careful. Acknowledging the kind of fear that is affecting your decisions is the first step to conquering it. Because everything is all intertwined. Well-being, body, mind, spirit, it all affects our decisions and our emotions around money. How are you fueling these areas of your life to decrease the fear and the anxiety that come up with finances? So journaling about money, fear, anxiety is a great place to start. Brain dumping, as this gives you something to reflect on. Write down what is worrying you. And when you tend to experience these feelings, be descriptive. This will allow you to perhaps notice a pattern. When we put it to paper, we have the ability to then ask ourselves four questions that Byron Katie says, is it true? Can it absolutely know that it's true? How do you react? What happens when you believe that thought? And who would you be without that thought? I love taking my clients through a financial healing journey. We really do implement somatic movement to release old patterns along with emotional tapping techniques in a form of meditation. What this does is it actually breaks down and releases the old narrative within your body and your mind. It releases that so that way you can build new ones and, and have that curiosity and that space to live out differently. There are many acupuncture points that help to reduce stress and anxiety. I typically start with some of the pressure points, the eyebrow, the side of the eye, under the eye, and I'll just tap, tap lightly, you know, at the eyebrow, side of the eye, under the eye, under the nose. Then we go to the chin and the collarbone, and we're just tapping lightly under the arm and then on top of the head. 
And I work through these sets for each of the rounds that I'm going to discuss here in a second and find what works for you. I will be putting a YouTube video out there soon that will walk you through the process. There is other videos out there that you guys can watch in regards to the tapping technique. I really like when you do it with the five rounds because it's very important to complete each step to get the full effects of this type of therapy. So what we're doing when we do the five rounds, we're labeling the emotion, we're giving the emotion permission, we're mentioning what's underneath it, where is it coming from, we're releasing it, rebuking it, releasing it, and we're replacing it, right? So when we talked about those R's earlier, where we are like, okay, we're recognizing, we're reflecting, we're rebuking, we're reframing, and we're repositioning, it's very similar. And what we're doing is we're tapping with the emotion that we're feeling working through those steps. So I'm going to give you an example here. So the first time we're going to label the emotion that we're feeling and where it's showing up in our body. So perhaps when we think about fear and money, it's fear of not having enough. So I'm going to start by tapping on the top of my eyebrow. I feel fear because I don't have enough or I feel lack. And then I'm going to work on the side of my eye to underneath my eye. I'm feeling this emotion fear. It's crippling the fear of not having enough for my future. I'm going to go underneath my nose. I'm experiencing this feeling. It's, it's warm in my chest. It doesn't feel nice, you know, and we're going to work through all the tapping spots, you know, the chin, the collarbone, underneath the arm and on top of the head. And once we do that one round, we're going to move to the second round, which is giving the emotion the permission to be present and feel it. It's real and it's present and it's crippling. So now I know what my emotion is. It's fear of not having enough. I'm now going to do the tapping. It's I give permission to feel this fear. It's present. I feel it in my low back. It's achy. It's sore. I give permission to feel this emotion of fear. It's real. It's allowed to be here. I feel crippled by it. And as I'm saying those things, I'm tapping my different pressure points, the eyebrow, the corner of the eye, underneath the eye, under the nose, the chin, the collarbone, under the arm and top of the head. And I'm giving the emotion permission to be present and feeling it and acknowledging where it is. Then my next tapping is what is underneath the feelings, recognizing the root cause of it. So I fear this because of the lies that I believed about my self-worth and my future. So I'm going to start doing the tapping again at the top of my eyebrow. I fear this, that I'm not going to have enough because of the lies I believed about my self-worth and my future. I'm believing lies about my future. I fear this because of the lies I've been told about my self-worth when I was younger. And you're going to work through all of your pressure points, eyebrow, side of the eye, underneath the eye, under the nose, your chin, collarbone, underarm, and top of head, recognizing where it came from. Then we're going to work into four where we're releasing it and letting it go because it's not the truth of who we are. And we're really going to, you know, tap those pressure points. This is not the truth of me. I am not crippled by fear. Fear will not define me. My worth is not tied to money. And you're going to work through all the tapping pressure points once again, stating and releasing and letting go of the lie that you've believed. So step five would be replacing the wrong thought with the truth of who you are and how you're going to live out this newfound truth. So you're going to start with the pressure points again, top of the eyebrow. I am enough. Fear won't stop me. 
Money will flow to me and through me. I'm going to have abundance. I am enough. And you're going to work through, like I said, all those pressure points, declaring a mantra that is going to reframe and replace that wrong belief that you have, which is going to then reposition you to live out this new version of yourself. So this is how I turn your thoughts around. We're really rewiring your neurological pathways. But in order to do so, you really need to, you know, give the permission, refine the feeling, recognize the feeling, reflect on the feeling, rebuke it, reframe it, and reposition. And you need to give it permission to come up and out of your body. And that's why we do the somatics and the tapping. Our thoughts lead the way. This is a very important technique to rebuild, like I said, those neurological pathways that lead us to a life without fear, anxiety, and depression. This leads us to a life of abundance, to fullness, joy, and peace. And I want that for you, for you to have financial wholeness, to release your old patterns and your emotions and live out your truest calling. Now create a vision board, project your future self onto the board and be it till you become it. I love this phrase. It is putting out there your willingness and openness to receive and live into your truest calling of yourself. Declare it. It's yours for the taking. I will end on this note today as I love this saying, and I wish I knew the mastermind behind it so I could thank them. I'm sending you love and kindness for your generosity because I did find this quote online. I need my faith to conquer my fears, not my fears to conquer my faith. It's so true. You guys, we have to step out in faith and to really trust that we are made for more, that we are going to have abundance and that we are enough. So peace out, my wonderful followers. Enjoy your day and be sure to check out the YouTube video. We will chat soon. Bye. We hope that you guys found this insightful. We encourage you to subscribe to the channel so you don't miss out on the new releases that are coming soon. Follow us on social media. Our platforms are LinkedIn and Instagram. Head over to the website and let us know if you wish to share your story, either on the podcast or even in a blog. Our website is youinsureinc.ca. Y-O-U-I-N-S-U-R-E-I-N-C. We too have newsletters as we give you our very own family recipes paired with tips and tricks so you can finish well too. Bye for now.